Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this Radio. is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks. Welcome, everyone, to AVA Live Radio. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks, and we are going to be playing some music for you, talking about what's going on in the world of online I mean, influencers, musicians, all kinds of people are doing all kinds of things. But we are going to start off the episode with an interview with Pixie Muse on her new song, Fallen Angel, welcoming her back to AVA Live Radio. Happy to have her here. Here's the song. We'll be right back with that interview. Thank you. 
a one-year anniversary, apparently, is Pixie Muse. Hi there. How are you? Hey. Yeah, it's funny how that worked out, that one year ago today, it was my very first interview, and it was on Mustang Girl. So it's really, it's it's, it's uncanny how it worked out. <laughs> well, welcome back. I'm so glad. I you kind of so disappeared on me for just a little while because you were like in Facebook or Instagram with me a lot for, you know, for when we were doing the Instagram pods. And then right, um, yeah. right before we stopped year. doing them, right? Were you, was it, it was a rough a- year? What happened? Well, that's kind of what the song um the song reveals about me. Um mm-hmm. I have um borderline personality disorder. <laughs> and yeah. um talked about that. Depression t- depression comes with it. So and oh, I did Lord. And it's one thing can trigger it. It could be the simplest thing, and then it just keeps going and going, and then trigger after trigger after trigger until I'm just completely enveloped in all this um, non-happy stuff. And (laughs) for lack of a better word, and um, you just get this, I don't want to do anything, and I don't care. And then I also... I have uh, I have to get away from social media because it it kind of triggers also because I if I see and it's stupid but I'll see you know all these successes and then I'm like okay I'm never going to be there I just you know I have these negative it just it just snowballs from there and it just totally like okay get it. best thing yeah. best thing for me to do is just to get away from social media and get away and you know until I can get my thought presses back into the positive, you know, sure. Thinking. Yeah. It was good for you. You know, Hey, listen, this is happening to people that aren't even suffering from personality disorder. You know, like when you get on Instagram, see, I handled it a little differently and I'll tell you how I do it, but most people and all of the artists actually are at one time or another over the course of the year. And I did a lot, you know, that with the pod. So I got to hear a lot from so many because I was handling over a hundred people in those pods at one time. So, oh my God. Yeah, there were a lot of people in different pods. So, what would happen is people would come in, they get really excited, they'd go for it and start lining up a strategy and doing stuff, but then it wouldn't move fast enough for them. And they they just weren't really feeling like it was gaining as quick as they imagined it would. And even though uh-huh. all the big influencers that have been doing it a lot longer and that have been with us maybe since the beginning of Instagram, even though we have people that are like at 100,000, 150,000, maybe 500,000, they remember what it was like back when everybody was starting. And yeah. they experience that themselves but then once it gets to a certain point it just starts growing almost on its own but I have to say that Instagram is one of those things where you have to find your own road you know so like right it's really important one to have amazing content really up the pictures just make whatever you're going to go for you got to make it the best that you possibly can as far as clarity and image you know and then aside from that you have to have a very good niche and once you have a niche then it'll start to grow and once it starts growing it'll keep growing pretty consistently and that's what I've been experiencing as I've gone through different people's accounts and kind of like 
you know, rearranged them and, and just played with them. We've been able to do that here. Yeah. And uh, that's really what's happened. But everybody feels the same way as you do. We really do. Everybody has been through that. Now, for me personally, what I do is I just reach out to 25 new people every single day. I never look at my number. And the only thing I look at is like insights to make sure that I'm, my posting strategy is right. In other words, is what I'm posting performing as well as far as engagement? Are people engaging with certain things more than others? And then I just give them more of that. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it, can, it can be like if they love the video and they love the video posted on the Instagram TV and then I share it to the front page and I see that performing well. Okay, what about that video did well and why, you know, do they want more of that? Or certain kind of yeah. pictures, you know, st- stuff like that. It's just little tiny things. But other than that, don't look at your top number. <laughs> just let that grow. <laughs> Focus well, it's on not so, connecting. I mean... That that gets to me too, but it's not so much that. It's it's when I see um, the people in general, not how many people, not in how many Instagram um, followers they have. It's just their success, and I start thinking, it's like, what am I doing? I am never, you know, why am I even doing this? Why am I bothering? And it just. I just do that, and it keeps. It, that's what I'm saying. When it gets like that, it keeps snowballing, and I'm like, okay, I'm. Ne- that's that's when I'm like, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for nothing. You know, I should be either spending more time with my kids when, but they're not with me. They're with their dad. So, but I mean, it's just just yeah, stuff. You know, yeah, like that, I and know. and it could be the simplest thing that just ends up snowballing into something bad I mean I've had it it's um, it's not as bad as it used to be but I'm finding through my music when I when I'm in the mood to write that is because I can get to where I don't want to write either but writing is good for me it's a way that's why I'm so emotional when you hear me when I sing I'm emotional on just about everything I sing I had someone told me it's like well, is there, can you sing a different way? You know, cause you sing that way all the time. It's like, well, no, that's just who I am, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, who said that? But was it like somebody you were working with or it's an, it's an outlet. Yeah. My, um, my, actually my partner in Nigeria when, and so I'm trying to help with his career, but he sings on my, my songs as well. He raps. And he did, he actually was the scary voice on um, a Come Little Children, my Halloween song I did. But oh, yeah? he said that. I was like, I was like, no, I can't. That's just the way I sing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, yeah. but, because if I don't, I don't know, I, I, just, I just can't, I can't sing without, emotion it just it just it's all it's just natural it just comes out i guess because i'm um i'm on the cusp of pisces and aquarius and they're both mm-hmm. emotion bearing you know and so i th- i'm just overflowing with emotion <laughs> so uh, I, it just comes out and yeah and so but um this song was written in a dark time and uh what I was, but I didn't, I didn't put the song in about it. I just wrote about a girl who was struggling 
And instead of, um, I mean, I know that, that there's kids out there, maybe I watch too many movies, but I'm sure, you know, people get movies from real life. There, there are teenage girls out there that are struggling with that. Their mom or their parents, you know, whoever is raising them wants them to be perfect at this and that. And, and it gets, it gets hard and you just want to escape. And that's what that song is about. And, um, like I said, in my pre-interview, I, uh, I left the interpretation up to the listener to see, cause we all have vices we turn to, to help us get through hard times. And it just depends, you know, whatever you can relate to is, um, what I left the, that's why I left it up to for the reader to the listener to interpret. Yeah, it's interesting and, uh, that you said vices to get through tough times. You know, it's that's interesting to me because or a crut or you know something. Yeah, there's and something this, everybody this turns was to. Bad. It was I mean, it was something. You know, she was so good and she just she 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 didn't want it. She had to be good all the time. She was tired of being good, so she actually went out. And she ran out the door, and she found something bad. But the bad, mm-hmm. you know, it's left up to interpretation. But, I mean, yeah. it happened. And, I mean, that's it's reality. It's not, you know, so it's not something that I'm thinking about just making up. Most of my stuff comes from some type of experience. And I've done that before. But I'm not, you know, I wasn't a rich kid, and I wasn't. So it's not my story, but I've got personal mm-hmm. touches in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, it does. Um, I hope there's, there's, there'll be others out there that can relate to it and maybe help them in some way. That's what I like for my music to do is to help people. I don't, I don't make songs just to make songs. I just, I always want them to have some type of message or, you know, even a kid's song, some type of message. And, um, but I like doing different. I mean, I don't know if you've realized, but I have different genres out there. I like being mm-hmm. eclectic, <laughs> and because um, I feel I can reach more people and you know have a bigger. But I'm not young, like you know a lot of them. I just um, if I was younger, I might focus more. Now it's just kind of a I wanted to do it, so I'm doing it in my latter years and get it out of my system and then I'll be done. So I'm not looking to get rich now if I make money. That'd be nice, but it's more of a a um an outlet Do you feel I guess. Like, have you ever felt yourself like there's ageism in the music business even today? I'm sorry. Have you felt ageism? that there's yeah, oh, have ageism? you had, had Right. Have you had anybody like say anything to you about that? Because I find that ageism really doesn't exist anymore. I mean, maybe if you were going for, you know, um, a label to help you, but and they were looking for a specific person to take over. But most of those deals you wouldn't want anyway, and especially if you were old enough to know the difference. You know what I mean? So usually it's about ageism means they're looking for somebody who's dumb, but, (laughs) you know, and just desperate. But like, I think today because you it's it serves the indie artists better to handle their own career, you know, and build yes. a team of people. So like, if you do go with a label, it's about acquiring a team that knows what they're doing, 
So they can right. take over certain portions that you don't want to take over and you're paying them for that. That's more about the, the new signature that's out there, you know? So I feel like ageism doesn't really exist in the way it used to, especially with digital. Because, you know, right. I mean, right. you, you know, everybody enhances photos. There's like apps, for crying out loud, that make you look thinner, make right. you look, you know, this and that and whatever. So, yeah. you know until you get to the stage and then even so on the stage with the lights and, and makeup and all that stuff, it, it's not like it was, and you could be any kind of artist. I mean, I was watching Willie Nelson, right? I love him. Mm-hmm. I was watching him on stage the other day and I was like, you know, he's just great because he's just a poster child for it never wears out. You know, literally yeah. you'll be playing and singing until you are in the ground. You don't have to stop until your body right. can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? If your, I think voice, awesome. if your, if, if your voice holds out, yeah, more, you know, yeah, sing till, mm-hmm. sing till you drop. But then, you know, some voices don't. And I'm not planning on mine. I figure at 55, probably I'll... Uh, hang it up but I want to write too I mean these are these are things that it started out as a bucket list it's like you know because I've always wanted to to um to sing but when I had the opportunity I was younger I I wasn't allowed to but we weren't in a very safe place anyway so um it was Panama (laughs) and uh I mean I had resentment you know towards my mom then but I mean I understand now but when I found out how easy these days it was to submit your own music I was like well I can sing I just need to learn how to make music okay I can do that (laughs) you know and then I just just started of course my the stuff in the beginning wasn't that great I mean lyric but the I mean I learned the engineering over time and um but when I first, Chasing Rainbows was actually my first song, and when I heard it, actually, I think, you know what? I think that was my first interview, was Chasing Rainbows. Kind of sounds like it. That, was, that sounds familiar. Because that was my very first song, but when I first heard that on Spotify, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was 40. What else? 40, let's say I'm 48. I was 46, 45, 46, you know, and I was like a little kid. I was like, that's me. That's my son. Oh, my God. I want to <laughs> know what else is on your bucket list. Well, I have my freelance writing degree, and um, I want to write three books. So I'm going to write one for my kids, each one of an experience they had in their childhood, mm-hmm. and um, then I want to write my autobiography. Oh my goodness, that's cool. (laughs) That'll really help people. Seriously, I would think that that's going to be just a winner because are you going to reveal like what you've been through? I already have. Yeah, it's um, through the look. It's it sounds bad, but I mean, I didn't haven't really had a happy life, you know, and Mm -hmm. all the stuff that I that I've had to deal with, and but it's it's called through the looking glass. Oh, you know what? I can't remember now. A, oh, a tormented soul, something like that. I mean, it's not it's not going to be pretty, but it'll be relatable because there's lots of people out there with stories, you know, that they maybe this will give them the the uh, courage to to come forth and and do that too and I think it's going to be therapeutic as well because there's going to be Absolutely. things that nobody knows. 
and even feelings that I've held kept inside, and mm-hmm. even toward my parents. And uh, so it, it's, um, it, yeah, it'll be revealing. Oh, it's and, so, uh, writing is, I love writing. Writing is so therapeutic to me. I write every night. Even if I throw well, I, a book out, I don't care. Like, nobody <laughs> needs to see it. I, I put some right, stuff on right. my website, I mean, right? Well, the ones I think yeah. I, I'm good with showing and that'll help people, I put on the website. But if I'm really, really having it out about somebody, <laughs> I don't put that on the website. <laughs> <laughs> I leave that but one alone. <laughs> <laughs> and, but writing, and you know, writing a song, it's not... It's not really that hard. I mean, if you can write and and a poem is basically a long, you know, a song is basically a long poem. And then nowadays, I've listened to a lot. You don't even have to rhyme anymore. I mean, you can just pretty much sing, you know, what you feel. And I mean, maybe rhyme a little. But I've I've noticed some songs. I was like, wait, that doesn't rhyme. I mean, th- things are changing. It's not like, and the if structure. You read the lyrics, it's so true. Yeah. And then when you hear it, it's like they've managed to make it make sense. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the melody, it's, it's funny. We have a lot of conversations about that, like rhyme versus melody and phrasing. And you really do. If you read all the lyrics to your favorite songs and then you go and listen to them, you're like, wow, I didn't realize that that really doesn't work. But when it's done by the artist, they've really made it work. And I I mean, I think who's the, uh, you know, the songwriter for uh, Chandelier, uh, Sia, she said once, yeah, she said once in a, in an interview, you know, writing these songs isn't really hard for us. We can make just about any word combination yeah. sound good together. And it's so true. It's all in that melody, you know, and how you put it in. You know, you know one great example, I don't know if you ever listened to him, but Gavin Rossdale with, on Bush, with Bush was my, <laughs> it was like my favorite 90s. And if you go back and read his lyrics or read their lyrics, I don't know if he wrote them, but... Um, can't remember but there's some they just they just don't make sense but the way he sings it and the way he's he's fine anyway but (laughs) um (laughs) the way the way you know he made it work and Mm -hmm. being it's rock yeah but still i mean there's there's artists today things have changed the the structure i mean there's really you don't have to have okay verse chorus verse chorus bridge you know you know you don't have to have that and i have um, I started out that way, and I have focused so much on that, and it kind of gets taxing, and then it gets monotonous, and I don't like monotony. So, and mm-hmm. so sorry my, to my mother when she listens to this, but structure is going out the window. I'm going to do it as I feel it, you know, because yeah, you have some to. of the songs they're structured. Well, you have it, to be it, true to so, yourself. It was so hard. It was it was difficult. And, but now that I see that it's more, it's more of a, a free writing scene, you know, you can write however you want now and still, I mean, there's songs and I'm not going to say any, but there are songs that I've heard, heard today that I can't believe they're that popular. Mm -hmm. But people say that all the time because they're very simple. Yeah. I've even had artists that were, 
um, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of different people reviewing the artists on the shows. And so a big part of my job is kind of being a liaison between them and, and talking back and forth. And so usually before the artist even knows, I'm talking with people about their work and uh-huh. I'll get people that say like, is this artist going to be more poppy eventually? Cause we really like the work and we love the lyrics and we like the brand, but are they going to be more poppy, for instance, right? And I had this happen not too long ago. They were a hip-hop artist. And I said, well, why are you considering a hip-hop artist if you're looking for a pop artist? Because I've got other ones. Because that's the trend right now. And and I'm like, you know, I actually said to him, I said, geez, man, you know, you're never going to make it in this business unless you really figure out what you want. Because if you're just looking for the latest trend, by the time you find it, it's not going to exist. You know what I mean? It's not going to be the trend anymore. Yeah. 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 I'm like, you can't do this this way. You know, it's not good. And, and I'm like that you you need to look, if you like the artist, then you, if you want to develop a project with them, that's fine, but don't turn them down because you think that pop hip hop is the next big thing. And that you have to find somebody already making that, you know what I mean? Right. Find an artist that you love and that you really excited to work with and inspires you and then work that out. Say, this is what right. we're on in mind and see what they say. Cause they probably know the music better than you do right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, probably and, so. <laughs> and I do have these conversations with them. I do because they, they really have no idea. They're sitting behind a desk. They're not on the ground They're You know, they, they really are not yeah. in, in, in submerged as much as some of the people that need to be. Right. And, right. uh, it's just not one of those things where you can you can uh, have the perfect cookie cutter thing going on. <laughs> so anyway, right. enough about that story. Well, it but is so know, nice to catch up with you. I love I love having you here. You know, it's so fun. Love, Tell me what you're most excited about, though. What What are you most excited about next? What am I going to see from you? Well, that's one of the things I've. Um, you know how when I spoke to you in the pods before about how I got so overwhelmed and I would get so I've decided to just not create any deadlines. I have no deadlines. It will come out whenever, you know, because I was before I was like, all right, I'm going to do an EP for Valentine's and I'm going to have an EP in the summer. I want to do a Rocky EP and then I want to do a country EP and then I want to do a tilt. A tilt mom says I should do a children's um, album. And then, <laughs> and oh, then I'll do my, yeah. my actual pop album. Because that's oh, going to be my goodness. big thing is my big debut is my pop album because I'm going to do an actual, you know, nine, nine, 10, 11 songs, however, you know, and, but I wanted to get all this other stuff done first, but you know, I'm like, I can't do that because I would stress myself out so much. So it's, it's, those are the things I would like to do pop. Um, it's probably not going to be till next year, but the way I'm not going to say anything, it's just going to, it's going to happen when it happens. And, um, You'll know because I will definitely promote that, but um, because I, that's going to be my big finale. Once I got my pop album done, I'm probably going to stop and um, take a break, and then you know start my writing. But uh, so I mean, I love singing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I and I I'm on Smule. I get on Smule just to keep my pipes going, you know, and. I was on there earlier after being, I've been sick. Yeah. I enjoy Smule, actually. 
I did join it. I was looking at it. I watch those things all the time. <laughs> They're really? fun. No, I I'm do. under Jen Rogers. I was Pixie Muse, but I'm on, I'm under Jen Rogers now. So I'll have to um, go find you. Another one I've gotten really addicted to, which like late at night, if I can't sleep and I really just want like, I want to be one of those mindless scrollers. My yeah. mindless scroll has come to, um, oh, what's the app called? TikTok. I go on TikTok. And that's my main oh. place. It's hysterical. <laughs> I'm so entertained by it. It just relaxes my mind. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I've become one of those people like on Instagram that sit there and scroll every day. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really entertaining. You know, I can see why they have millions and millions of followers for doing these things. But, you know, the thing is, is it's hard to build a brand off of TikTok because it's such a fast right. scroll, you know. Right. But as a result, though, they do have millions of followers. I just think that uh, it's like what happened with Vine. People built their Vine, and if they didn't start a YouTube channel or start something that collected, you know, a more um, subscriber base, like a more engaged type of or nurtured an engagement type of uh, scenario, yeah. then they yeah. kind of only existed on that app. And then when the app goes bad, you know, they lose everything. So you kind of oh. have to think ahead when you get on this. But I watch TikTok all the time, and I don't know any of their names. I just watch them, <laughs> and I think that's what's happening oh. with a lot of people there. I saw it on Facebook, and I was like, oh, cool, way to make do videos. And then I said I downloaded it, and then it was like a blurb. And I was like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm looking for an easy way to make videos, you know, and Speaking of video, eventually I would like to make a video for Fallen Angel, and but I want a professional one, so I'm trying to save money up, and that'll probably be my first official video on YouTube, but because um, I think it would make a really big impact. I just have to try to I just have to find someone that will play that part, and um, but yeah, I think that would I think it will make a really good video. Uh, and, well, I cannot wait to see it. That would be exciting. To see you make a video. So that's in a, that'll be, you know, when it happens, it happens too. <laughs> For sure. But, um, Man, it's, you know what? I'm so glad that you called in. I'm really glad we got this time to chat and talk. It was too. really fun. So now are you going to so be I'm, on Instagram more? Am I going to see you? Are you staying away I'm from social? I'm going to try. I did, I did a video um, this morning to say hi to everybody and let everybody know about the, the interview tonight. I'm going to try, but like I said, I mean, it gets overwhelming too because, you know, I try to keep up with everyone and then I get, it, it just, I, I'm going to try. It'll and, be all right. It'll be all and right. I'm finding, we'll check in with I'm me finding, from time to time. I'm finding <laughs> one app is enough. Like Facebook, I mean, I know I was in that group with you and then that, I was like, okay, I really need to only focus on one and that's why I interview Instagram and um, I post stuff on my Pixie Muse page you know all the other pages but I'm just going to focus on Instagram and because right. um, I can't I can't do all of them it's just too too much you know so you just do what makes you feel right that's all just do what but makes I, you feel I right Instagram is the right place to be so I think it's a good choice. Thank you so much for being here, Jen. I love you, girl. And you, Thank you, you be I well. Love you too. I will. Right, um, I'm working on it. All right. Have yeah. a good evening.
I love her. She's great. Pixie Muse, Jen Rogers and AVA Live Radio with Behind the Music. Isn't that a good story? She's she's such an inspiration, you know, because she sees good or bad, she sees her way through and she finds things that inspire her and she's getting to know herself, you know, and I think at any age, it's really important that we do. I've I feel like I've gotten to an age finally where I'm I'm just getting to know myself. That's like a whole nother conversation now, isn't it? This is Jacqueline Jacks for ABA Live Radio. I hope you enjoyed the interview. We'll be back again very, very soon. Don't forget, New Music Monday is coming up, and we've got some video playlists coming up as well for you guys out there on YouTube. I will be hitting YouTube very, very shortly, so be sure to look out for that because we've got some surprises along the way. All that's going to be posted at avaliveradio.info. Don't forget to go and check out the website. Have a great one. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live hey, Music. This is Rob Hill from-